0: Welcome to CareCast, CareNet's podcast on family, faith, and life with Roland Warren, CareNet's President and CEO, and Vincent DeCaro, CareNet's Chief Outreach Officer. CareCast and more pro-abundant life commentary from CareNet can be found at care-net.org, where you can watch videos, download e-books, and subscribe to the Abundant Life blog. Now, let's listen in on what Roland and Vince have for us this week on CareCast.
1: So, Roland, we've, uh, in, in uh, their continuing efforts to try to minimize or, you know, just sort of ignore the fact that when a woman is pregnant, she is carrying a human life inside of her womb. The uh, pro choice activists and, I guess, pro choice writers that work for mainstream media publications uh, have begun to use, uh, I guess, what you could call euphemisms. So, in order to avoid talking about a fetus's heartbeat. Yes. So, what was a very simple and descriptive and accurate scientific term, heartbeat, to describe the activity that is happening inside the mother's womb, inside the body of the fetus. Um, The New York Times recently, in two separate articles, have used the following terms instead of heartbeat. The pulsing of what becomes the fetus's heart and embryonic pulsing. So so they're literally, and I'm actually using the word literally correctly there, they are literally inventing new ways of talking about a heartbeat so that they can av- try to avoid giving any sort of human attributes to the fetus, and and you, it's interesting that you that you would say that because the the level of like
0: verbal gymnastics <laughs> that that have to yeah. be performed, yeah, you know the Russian judge would give them a ten, yeah, yeah,
1: they're, they're holding up a ten right there, <laughs> right there, there yeah, right yeah. there. The Russian judge, yeah. you know,
0: it, it 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 it's just pretty amazing. You know, I, I grew up in the I grew up kind of. In my awareness of music and stuff in the 70s and, and, and 80s. And I remember Prince and mm-hmm. and uh, he changed his name, you know, to a symbol. To the and symbol. and then yeah. they described it as the, you know, the entertainer artist formerly known as Prince. Right, right, and I was right, thinking right. about this too, which is the organ formerly known as the heart, <laughs> you know, and you think about how Valentine's Day has to change now that right. I love you with all of the pulsing of what was once my fetus heart, or oh, yeah. I mean, it's just I know it's, I, you know my my embryotic pulsing is pitter pat. I mean, yeah. I mean, just the the yeah. the it's it doesn't just make any sense. Yeah. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, it's just really amazing what what yeah. is what is done. And again, like most things, I, you say, well, why? Yeah. You know, why are they doing this?
1: Yeah, yeah. They just don't, They don't want to have to recognize the humanity of the fetus because. Humans, uh, living human beings, have a heartbeat. Yes. So they can't talk about a heartbeat. Because even, even though let's <laughs> see, Oxford University recently published a study about how you know early a human being's heartbeat begins. Uh, the heartbeat may begin earlier than initially thought, as soon as 21 days of pregnancy,
0: and, and they actually call it a heartbeat.
1: Right, and this is the University of Oxford, so not you know. Any,
0: any anybody who's got some advocacy right, perspective, exactly. And, yeah. and
1: and again, this and it's obviously not just the University of Oxford. Oxford. It's literally every you know science textbook about you know yeah. embryonic and fetal development that uses the term heartbeat, yeah. um, because it's a heart that is beating. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Very precise there, right, right, right. Exactly. It's you and your words. I know, I know. I just they're dangerous things, right? And so, but yeah, but you're. It's a good. So yes. Yeah, so, it's not, only, and I think you know a, a, the good question to ask is why. Yeah, but it's also like who, like who, who is who is sort of clamoring for this change in language. Like, did the, 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 the editors at the New York Times get together one day and sit down and say, you know what, we can't do, we can't be talking about heartbeats anymore because. I mean, I, they must have. actually. They must have. They, they absolutely. I mean, did, there had to have been a meeting in which it was decided that they were a- not going to
0: absolutely this. because you know they're they have their their they have their standards, yeah. You, right, and so, so we are not called pro life. We're called uh, anti anti abortion anti abortion, and yeah. you know those kinds yeah, of things. Yeah. I mean, they have the this standard mm-hmm. for journalism in terms, of, and that's really basically you know they're just adding new words because to get away from the the, the notion of a heartbeat mm-hmm. because if, with the notion of a heartbeat, then it's a heart, and if you have a heart, then you or not the 10 man, you actually are human and <laughs> you, you see what I'm right. saying? And, yeah. and it, it, it changes everything. And then if you're human, then what does that mean? And what do right. we, what, what value do we have to ascribe to you if you become are human? And mm-hmm. how do we, I mean, this is where you end up, you start folding back and all of a sudden, my gosh, it's a life. And we're taking a life. And then what does that mean? And what right. does that say about us? And what does that say about our culture? Yeah. So, you know, it's very interesting to me because, you know, whenever, whenever we try to take a, a, a vice and turn it into a virtue or take the sting out of it, we always change the words. We always change the words. Mm -hmm. Right? So, strip clubs are called gentlemen's clubs. Right, 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 Which, I don't know how many women would think, well, that's, okay, that's a gentleman who's kind of, really, is that gentlemanly (laughs) behavior? You know, that kind of a thing. And, you know, strippers are are not called that. They're called exotic dancers. Right, right. Now, I mean, they're dancing exotically. You know, like like your three-year-old who jumps around or whatever. I mean, it really, I mean, like, the first thing they always do Is they will whenever you're trying to take a a a vice and make it look like a virtue, Mm -hmm. is they change language, Mm -hmm. and this Mm -hmm. is a technique that goes all the way back to the Garden, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: right? Mm -hmm. Because when Eve and Satan were having this conversation about the fruit, Mm -hmm. right? What did Satan say? Did God really say that? Right. Right. It's about words, right? And and how was. How was creation brought into being? In the beginning, God spoke it. He spoke spoke it into existence. Mm -hmm. It's all about words. Mm -hmm. It's all about words. Mm -hmm. Christ says, "Who do they say I am?" In other words, words. Like it's that whole thing. You know, I mean, that whole perspective around words is so critical because if you can control the words, Mm -hmm. and if you can pollute the words, or dilute the words, Mm -hmm. or what change the words, yeah, yeah, then all of a sudden,
1: yeah. y- y- you change meanings, you change perspectives, yes. you, you, you create new symbols and, and uh, ways in which people sort of categorize things and think about things, yeah. the power of symbols, right? And yeah, and that's, that's absolutely what they're trying to, trying to do here. And, and, you know, and another one here, and this, these are all very recent articles, right? Another one here that I just thought it was worth mentioning too was the Huffington Post in June used the term fetal cardiac activity. You know, so again, they just they can't just say heartbeat.
0: No, because no, because <laughs> that means you have
1: a heart, <laughs> <laughs> right. and living things have hearts. Uh, so, right? Yeah. You know. Whoops. Yeah. Uh, and you in know, in fact, y- I'm surprised it took them this long to get around to realizing,
0: yeah, realizing this. So. Well, it it really is what you do because it, see, if you can dehumanize, mm-hmm. then. When, when when you dehumanize then you, it's very easy for people to kind of discount mm-hmm. you know that's the technique of any tyrant or any you know person who's yeah. going to commit atrocities yeah. you know so that's what happens with the Jews you dehumanize them and then it's easier to, to see the trains go by and not think they're people and think they're just cargo mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and you dehumanize the slaves and that way you start to think about them as a consumer product as opposed to a human being right. so you you just change the language and when mm-hmm. you change the language To what end Mm -hmm. in order to ascribe a a lack of humanity to someone? And once you ascribe a lack of humanity to someone, then that gives you an opportunity to maximize the atrocity. That's exactly what happened here. Mm -hmm. And and you saw that certainly with the pro-choice movement in terms of, you know, starting with the products of conception. Well, gosh, that was too close to conception, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then you move to choice, which is better. And then it's it's complicated. I mean, you're always moving from something that's immutable, unchangeable. To something that's mutable, changeable, mm-hmm. flexible, situational. Right. And once you do that, that whole process is what happens when you dehumanize, mm-hmm. which gives you the ability to maximize atrocity. And that's exactly what you see happening in this situation. And that's exactly what you see happening here in terms of what's going on with these bills.
1: Yeah, yeah. So as as crazy as as this news is, in some ways I think it's, you know, it's good news in a certain certain sense for the pro-life movement, because it just shows you the desperation. That's going on on the other side in a lot of ways. And and a lot of this was actually uh, a lot of these sort of new euphemisms that have popped up have been the result of what are called fetal heartbeat bills, right? right? You hear a lot about heartbeat bills that are, you know, in state legislatures across the country where, you know, the attempt that are, which are essentially attempts to make abortion illegal after the the fetus's heartbeat is detected. So that that was sort of one of the more kind of, you know, bigger impetuses behind this change in language that the pro-choice movement is taking. So again, I, I see it as like wow, we we must be winning yeah. if they're going to such desperate measures to try to avoid something as simple as talking about a heartbeat. Because uh, I think they see the the threat to their worldview um, is becoming more and more real and more and more people are sort of catching on science so i know science <laughs> Jeez, yeah that's supposed to be the thing that they're you know all about we're right? supposed to be anti-science i know we, I, I know I, I was i didn't get the memo apparently yeah so. apparently not so there you go oh well so we'll just keep on calling it a heartbeat and we'll yes so it, we'll be on university of oxford's side on that particular one absolutely so, yeah so. absolutely good all right well thank you roland
0: you're welcome vince all right we hope you enjoyed this episode of carecast for more pro-abundant life commentary and practical resources, please visit care-net.org. There, you can subscribe to the Abundant Life blog, giving you access to videos, ebooks, podcasts, and other resources to help turn your pro-life passion into pro-abundant life action. Until next
1: time, we pray that God blesses you and yours daily.